Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast to guide you home into your human journey here on Earth. My name is Vivian Gerard, and it is my delight to co-create with Gaia and share our messages from Source in this now moment. Here we go. Episode 443. It is Friday here in Cincinnati. It is an absolutely gorgeous day outside. It's hard to be focusing on work with all the sunshine that's been coming in the windows. We are in the middle of moving into fall here. The leaves are starting to fall down from the trees and you can just tell summer is coming to an end. We finished Labor Day weekend. I'm sure you are all in the middle of this transition. And Yesterday, Queen Elizabeth II transitioned, and the title of today's podcast is The End of an Energetic. Yeah, so there's so much happening on our planet, and I feel like for all of us, you know, what do we choose to focus on? What is the thing that um, captivates our attention and that we can feel shifting and name? And so it's different for everybody. So what I may talk about today is this energetic, I feel shifting with the queen's death. And you may have a completely different awareness about an energetic in the way that you're translating it. So that's what I love about podcast spaces and energy exchanges like we're having here is that um, something that happens with me pings awake something that happens with you. And then when you talk to someone else, it pings awake something that happens to them. And so energy starts to move and ripple and bump us a little bit out of perhaps our comfort zones or a familiar flow that we are in it's like we kind of get nudged up against and and then suddenly we're moving in a little bit different way or direction than we were earlier so that is my intention for today's episode for all of them but especially for today is that some of the things i say um, spark an awareness or an idea or an aha in you that perhaps you hadn't seen or felt in that way before and it creates a curiosity in you to sit with it to discuss it with a friend to journal about it to take it on your walk or take it out like i did yesterday onto a raft in the pool to float in the sunshine for a couple hours as you regroup or recenter or feel the nudge and try to understand what the nudge is going to mean in your world So that's what we're going to do, (laughs) just that. (laughs) And we're going to do it by talking about the queen to start. I don't know what else we'll cover, but I believe that's where we're going to start. (sighs) Yeah, first let's honor the life of a woman who took on an incredible role at an extremely difficult time in the history of the world and in her own personal journey. The, the amount of uh, pain and suffering that she must have been going through in order to accept 
this title, this role at such a young age from her dad who died, you know, just the energy of that to be handed all of this at this price of losing your father, it just feels like um, a weight of responsibility and to be such a young woman as that happened. And then to step into it in her own way and define it and create it and expand it and, you know, get this huge playground of the world. She literally traveled the world and conquered the world and then, I don't know, the world got mad at her. (laughs) And some people disconnected (laughs) from what she was offering them. (laughs) I mean, politics and empires and geography and history will all analyze, you know, how, how she did. And so that's not what I'm bringing forward here, but it feels important to begin by honoring the journey that she chose as a soul to step into such a huge platform and guide an energetic shift within humanity and, you know, really in some way bring the world together, even if it was under her rule, (laughs) to bring the world together in a way that hadn't happened before. And she held the energy for that. She held the, the steady ship that allowed for all of that play and, um, discussion and co-creation to happen. So blessings to the woman, Elizabeth, who kind of rocked her life, (laughs) really rocked this human journey and has left a mark, has left an imprint that is profound. Um, Blessings to the mother who raised children who are pretty messed up, (laughs) like all of us, (laughs) they're human too, and they've had affairs and made terrible choices and loved and lost and had children and not done so great with those children, (laughs) done some things right. I mean, she really was the matriarch of a family that had a lot, has a lot of dysfunction. And also there's so much attention put on them, so much energy and projection directed towards them that I believe, you know, it brings to light those things that (laughs) they have matches to. So where they have a match to the projection of whatever it's going to show. And I believe that's the work of celebrities or the challenge of celebrities is that they stand in these big open um, arenas and people get to throw energy at them. And then they work with how they are engaging with that energy and, Ah. (laughs) right so what I also know this is going to be quite a ramble today what I also know is that each soul chooses the life that we live and so Charles Diana Camilla (laughs) Albert Andrew and all of them (laughs) chose they chose that life they chose that story they chose the path that they were walking just like Elizabeth did and and we get to write our own stories about how we interpret the path that they took. So we have, you know, documentaries, movies, <laughs> Netflix series, <laughs> books, 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 magazine articles. Oh, so many trash shows. Like, yeah, 
we get to have our enjoyment witnessing the soul's journey of each of those individuals. And because they chose such a big platform, we get to have this discourse or engagement with them when we don't even know them. <laughs> We've never met them, many of us. I do believe that the queen led a more public and visible profile than perhaps those before her. And I think her children and grandchildren after her are doing more of the same. And, and anytime there's more exposure, more visibility, you're more showing more of yourself. You're going to be more vulnerable because it's hard to hold the facade. It's hard to hold the mask when you're constantly sharing your thoughts and sharing, you know, your life. And so that's um, quite an accomplishment when we look at how public she was and yet truly, I believe, how private she was able to keep herself, her emotions, her behind the scenes, you know. As a woman, that was significantly well handled. Um, do I think it's the right way or the best way that's my projection <laughs> but as i look at how she did it wow when i have started watching some of the videos and the bios and the compilations that people have had prepared for the moment that she would die because obviously at 96 we knew that it was getting close it's um there's a theme that i hear in the words in the ways that people well, at least what I've been watching, in the ways that people talk about her journey. And this is the energetic that I would like to bring forward for us. The, this is my contribution to the conversation <laughs> about the life of Queen Elizabeth II. The words that I hear the most are hardworking, um, selfless, service, duty, responsibility, um, committed, um, uh, consistent. Um, yeah, I mean, you can feel, right? Like, as a monarch, as the leader of the empire, as the British uh, royalty with the stiff upper lip, there, there's this mantle. I mean, you can even see in some of the videos when she's trying to sit on the throne, <laughs> there's this massive cloak and she's trying to like move herself into the chair and hold her crown and hold her cloak and sit herself down in her very tight whatever fancy dress she's supposed to wear with her heels and there's her husband <laughs> on the left just sort of like watching while she's doing all that <laughs> trying to get herself sitting oh my god that was when I really felt sorry for her in the video I was like oh honey like that's a lot like that's a lot. But the huge, <clears throat> as I try to swallow, like, it feels like an ox, um, what do you call those things? The wooden things that go on the top of the ox cattle and then it holds them a yoke, is that what it's called? And it attaches them to the wagon. It feels like that. Like there's this huge weight that is just ever present, that is always um, on the shoulders of someone with that much power, control, money, impact, um, 
you know, personal power handed over to her. Like she was regarded as the authority in her empire. Like she is the one that makes all the decisions. And so it's like people putting their power at her feet, which is a beautiful gesture, but then you're surrounded with everyone's expectations and power. And you're just trying to navigate sitting down in your dress with the cloak. <laughs> Can you feel that? Like that, that was an energetic that she willingly, I believe, accepted and carried for 70 years. A long time. A long time. And now that energetic is ending. So feel what comes up in your body as I say that. Right? This has been the definition of female success for a long time. Perhaps not as regarded by the younger generations now, but for many, the feminine example was to be the queen, and that was the definition of the queen. You know, now we have Beyonce, <laughs> which is a way more fun definition of a queen. <laughs> but for a long time, females, that and males, that was how we defined the queen, the highest expression of the feminine. It was all of that, that energy, that weight, that expectation and obligation is the word I wanted. The obligation to family, to the family business, as they call it, I believe. I should watch The Crown before I make these podcasts so I'm more educated. But I did grow up with the royal family as, you know, our leaders, as the guides of the British Empire. And South Africa is part of that collaborative. And so the, who knows, how would you even define the British Empire in this moment? I think it's going <laughs> to go through this very quickly. I mean, Prince Charles becoming King Charles, what's going to, um, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that remains to be seen. <laughs> we shall see. Time shall tell. <laughs> this part of the story is going to be written, but my expectations are kind of low. <laughs> but going back to <laughs> the energetics of how we would see the female leaders, at a global level, it was through the eyes, the lens of the queen. And when Princess Diana came and tried to show a different way, and, you know, she did, and bring up all of these new ideas of being the queen of our hearts. Do you remember that quote from her that, like, you could just feel that's what she wanted. That's what she was shifting or trying to shift the energetic to. And she did, in a sense, but still within a structure that felt pretty immovable. And now the energetic hold of that structure is complete. So what does that mean? What does that mean? And that's what I'm asking. Like, what do you feel in your body when I say all of these things? I'll describe what I feel in mine, and then you can see if you have any matches to it or or what it ripples through in you. 
for me it feels a little wobbly like if i have been the ox that has held this heavy responsibility and i've become accustomed to that and i'm used to that feeling right you can feel the weight of responsibility on your shoulders tugs your energy all the way down into your stomach where your stomach is like oh like it's heavy and it's it's harder to breathe and your shoulders want to kind of lean forward because of the weight which then closes down your heart a little bit and tightens up all of your stomach muscles and then your legs are locking up like everything contracts with that much weight of responsibility on our shoulders like hard to breathe swallow everything drops so when we describe the energetic is shifting that that yoke is being if that's the word is being pulled off of our shoulders well there's a sense of wait how how do I feel in my body what happens in my body when that weight gets lifted I'm not quite sure what to do do I stand up straighter do I do I open my shoulders is it going to fall back down do I need to be prepared for that or is it going to pull me back if I follow the tug if I haven't fully detached from that responsibility am I am I going backwards and falling down so there's a a shift in the centering within ourselves when that big of an energetic is transitioning on our planet. So I name that to say, yeah, you might feel a little wobbly and be wondering, why do I feel wobbly? What's, <laughs> what's happening? Nothing's different in my reality. Perhaps in what you can see and what you know, but when this energetic weight starts to move, collectively globally you're going to feel that it's it's going to feel uh like the word i'm hearing is seasick like you're going to feel perhaps a little seasick you're going to feel a little off balance the great thing is we have a full moon in pisces tomorrow so you can blame it on the full moon (laughs) we're going to have mercury retrograde i believe tomorrow the next day you can blame it on mercury retrograde (laughs) and I'm sitting here naming what I feel to be 100% true. The transition of Queen Elizabeth into non-physical is the end of an energetic that we have all been accustomed to. And we're so familiar with it that maybe we don't even realize what it's been until it starts to change. And when it starts to change, we don't understand and we don't know what it is. And we're trying to grab at anything to put words to it to like figure out what how do we navigate this what does this mean why is this happening so here I am (laughs) saying to you it's okay it's a global humanity energetic that is completing and can I just say like hallelujah to the completion of that energetic not not to the completion of the woman or the soul that was living this incredible life, but to the energetic that that soul held in place. Thank God that one's over. Can we drop the collective obligation and sacrifice and duty that we have all been carrying? Can we? Can we? Like, that's going to be an interesting thing to see. I believe absolutely yes, we can. 
and I believe we have some incredible, incredible feminine, divine feminine goddess energies <laughs> ready to help us shift into a new definition of being the feminine, being the global leader, doing it in a way that is not from sacrifice, from I have to give everything of myself up for the family, for the empire in order to fulfill my obligation. No. No. It can be different than that. So I'm naming the energetic. I'm naming the, the shift in the wobbliness and the unsteadiness that we may experience as we move through this. How long will it take? I don't know. A few months? A year? It's not, it's not just going to be like that, but it's going to feel a little wobbly for a while. Unless we are aware of what is happening. And if we are aware and we have words for it, and we have conversations about it, and we bring these ideas forward in unattached, neutral ways to just go, what do you think? <laughs> Let's talk. Let's see. What do you think? There's space for contemplation. There's room for the awareness to start to ripple and ping and move around. And then we can lean back and go, whoa, <laughs> this is a cool time to be alive on this planet. Like, whoa, <laughs> so glad I chose 2022 and not 1952. <laughs> like this, this is way better. <laughs> and also, what's it going to be like in 2042? 2082, like, oh, can you imagine? And so what are we planting right now? What seeds of awareness are we putting in the soil that are going to birth something completely different? from the foundation of what Queen Elizabeth's energetic established, right? So thank you for laying the groundwork, beautiful soul that you were. Go play. <laughs> Your duty and responsibility days are complete, right? Uh, there's a beautiful woman I sometimes follow who taps into a whole different storyline than what I believe and also... Who am I to say if any of us are right or wrong? We're all just following our own faith. But she posted yesterday, I read it to my daughter. She said, um, it was a great, horrible photo of Queen Elizabeth. Like she just looked like she was up to no good with her crown on. Like it was such a funny photo. And then this woman, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, April, said, um, I'm so excited because Queen Elizabeth is the overlord of the reptilians. And so now the reptilians are able to come to a new agreement because that overlord has transitioned. What's going to happen next? <laughs> and so that's the lens, the story through which she sees this. Is she right and I'm wrong? I'm right and she's wrong. We're all wrong. We're all right. Who knows? Who knows? But she named the energetic, which is something massive has ended and there's going to be a new creation of energy with that overlord, she says overlord, right? I say energetic. Now what? Yeah, now what? I mean, <laughs> you know what I heard in my head as I said that? <laughs> Have you ever seen, um, <laughs> oh my God, it's one of the worst lines, but I know you'll laugh when you hear it. Um, die Hard with Bruce Willis, and he's like, yippee ki yay <laughs> That's what I heard in my head. It was so funny. 
<laughs> Maybe that's where we're going towards. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so let's go back to the energetic. If the old energetic was this weight of responsibility, and also can you feel how I'm almost giddy at how light it feels to not have that collective weight? Like just tapping into what's possible without that duty and obligation, it just tapping into it makes me giddy and happy and like, yes, <laughs> yes. I feel like I've been talking about this for a while when Alicia Matthewson made her album 12 Rebirth and I was with her. We created this little audio, beautiful audio with um, her drum and we were singing together chanting together, but I guided this meditation and it was a healing for the earth. It was a prayer for the earth. It's on YouTube called Prayer for the Earth by myself and Alicia. And what came through in the moment as I was tapping into this prayer for the earth is joy, like pure joy that, that we move along with the earth consciousness. We move as a humanity to a place of joy that that we evolve so that sacrifice and duty and obligation are not how we define the human experience. That we get to come here and yes, we'll still have contrast, we'll have pain and anger and you know the range of emotions, but what if we do it without that ox yoke on our shoulders? What if it's more freedom, more flexibility to move? We're not chained to jobs and mortgages and community obligations and family lineages. What if we have all that stuff start to like clear, heal, release, right? And then we, we get to play with moving in the physical in a different way, moving mentally and emotionally in a different way, allowing the spiritual to guide our flow and do it from a place of joy and creation and expression and freedom, prosperity, abundance. <laughs> I mean, these, are, these are words that we all kind of throw around, but what if that becomes the reality for more and more and more humans on our planet? Less suffering, way more joy. In order for that shift to happen, we have to be willing to experience that shift. We have to be willing to contemplate and talk about and create a reality like that. We have to be interested in it. And so there's this wobbly in between where so much of our conversations as humans, I believe, revolve around got to go to work, got to get up, make the donuts, got to go do this thing. Everyone needs me. I never have enough of this, blah, 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 right? Like the, the energy of that is the energetic that I believe has been held in place by many, but also by the leader of the British Empire, the monarch. And now she's not holding that anymore. So what if we start to create different energetics? We release and create something new. Yeah, it's gonna maybe take us a little while to find our way. But how exciting, <laughs> how exciting and you know, I've talked about this before. The Purple Tranquility podcast a few episodes back was about 
how I believe the consciousness of Gaia, the spirit, the energy, the essence of our planet, the soul of our planet. I believe her name is Gaia, and I assign femininity to her because I do. It feels true. <laughs> it feels like she's constantly birthing and, you know, in this uh, just state of giving beauty in this most feminine, amazing way. And she holds space for all of us as souls to be here playing in human bodies and creating whatever storylines and drama and intrigue <laughs> we want to create. <laughs> But I talk in that episode about how I believe the consciousness of our planet, Gaia, is moving to a frequency, and energetic of just absolute bliss, bliss, abundance, prosperity, beauty, joy, peacefulness, inclusiveness, oneness, like the, the mastery of the soul's evolution is where she is. And that means she's completed the hard work, the suffering, the obligation, the having to figure it out, the elements and the contracts with all the souls that take on human bodies and whatever the Galactic Federation <laughs> agreements are that other people know about that I don't understand. <laughs> all the aliens, all the things, all the reptilians. <laughs> Guys, held space for all of this to happen and... And maybe before she, the consciousness of our planet, had this sense of, you know, like I'm so tired of all these humans that <laughs> keep coming in and making a mess, <laughs> doing all this energy work and blah. <laughs> maybe that's what Gaia has been thinking. And as she has evolved, as I believe she's arrived at this peacefulness of mastery, that I call purple, purple tranquility, like the final color in the rainbow. <sighs> Maybe Guy is like, yeah, let's start having a little more fun. Let's shift things up a little bit, get rid of some of these energetics that are no longer serving, and try something new, try something more fun, play a little more. What do you think? And so maybe Queen Elizabeth is like thank you <laughs> I'm done <laughs> out of here <laughs> I've worked my butt off I'm complete with this journey thank you Gaia <laughs> send me back to source <laughs> and now the energetic can shift so we co-create with Gaia we co-create with each other and I believe we determine the collective frequency all of us together and so if this was the example that was held up to the feminine for a long time that we accepted as the example we should try to meet if you want to be a queen be like her maybe now we can start scanning the horizon and going okay Beyonce is a beautiful option but is Beyonce everything I choose in a queen you know, some would say yes, some would say no. Are there other examples? Do we start to redefine queen? Do we redefine empire? Can we redefine joy versus duty? Play versus sacrifice? 
those are going to be internal shifts, individual definitions. But the more of us who are feeling this happening and starting to consciously put our awareness, our attention on what is it I choose? If the old ways are breaking down, how many times do we see this in spiritual conversations, posts, chats? The old ways are dissolving. The old structures are coming down. Yeah, here's another one. Here's another one. Politics, government, monarchies, feminine leadership, masculine leadership. How are we going to redefine them within ourselves? And then how do we begin expressing that higher frequency? What do we create? What do we write about? What do we offer? What do we do? Who do we spend time with? How do we walk? How do we engage with others? What is the living expression of these redefining uh, vibrations that we're exploring? It's exciting. It's exciting and it feels wide open <laughs> for interpretation. <laughs> so my contribution to the conversation is joy. Joy and play and unique um, unique expression in the sense of like, um, like Burning Man is a great example, right? There's no boss, I don't believe, of Burning Man. There's just all these different camps and groups and um, places <laughs> that you can move in and out of. There's no one person who runs the whole Burning Man. There's no one way you have to dress or act or work or contribute. You show up and you're your own unique contribution. And then this whole energetic field is created of unique expression. That to me is Aquarius the age of Aquarius, this shift, this awakening that's happening. It's all of us being able to be unique and expressed from a place of authenticity and truth and, right, magic. And then this whole collective thing becomes something different. I'll wrap it up with a story. So, <laughs> so I have been working on this program I was offering, I think I shared last week or the week before, um, my three-month program that's for a small group. And I set the energetics for it, created the invitation. I mean, every step has felt like so aligned. Yes, 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 yes. It's all good. It's all good. I created the most beautiful marketing pieces on Instagram using Canva. So excited, like learning this new tool. And no one signed up. <laughs> I was like, huh, like what's that about? That everything felt so right, so perfectly planned and so beautifully executed. And like, well, I don't understand. And so yesterday was the day it was supposed to start. And I was just stopping, shifting. I mean, I was going to be teaching a class and I wasn't. So I was sitting here. I was like, well, what do I do? <laughs> like, I got to regroup because that was what I really was um, aligned with, along with all the other things I do. That was like a grounded part of the plan so I went outside <laughs> this is what I do I went outside and I laid on a raft in the sunshine in my pool and I was like huh what's happening and then oh and before that I pulled a card this is what I wanted to share with you I pulled a card from the Lightseer's tarot because I'm like what do I need to know about the alignment of this date I mean I know I'm going to have this class 
it's just I thought it was going to be starting this week, and it's not. It'll be next year now because it's a three-month program, and I won't start until after the holidays. So it's not that it's not going to happen. It's just not happening now. And I was like, why? What's with the alignment of this class? What's with the date? And the card I pulled was the Queen of Swords, which I don't pull very often. And swords is not usually an energy that I connect with. <laughs> More often, I'm in the wands and the cups. <laughs> Sometimes in pentacles. But the swords, I don't often get a lot of swords. And I was like, Queen of Swords. But it's this amazing card with this woman clearly in control of her own world, sitting with breeze blowing, flag behind her, looking out. And it says in the description, the Queen of Swords surveys her kingdom. She is looking at the future. She's making her plans. And she doesn't let any of the little things along the way bother her. She just makes her way forward with the winds of insight guiding her path. And it was so good. <laughs> it was so good. So when I was laying in the pool, I was like, okay, what's the big picture? What's the big, big picture? If, if this was what I thought my plan was going to be, and it's shifting course a little bit, what's the big picture? And then the news of the queen dying and the shift in her kingdom and the ripples that that is sending out across our planet and the change in the energetic. And what I could feel is, you know, the, the path I'd set for myself was a familiar, comfortable one. I know how to do that. I'm good at it. I can move through it very easily. And what is needed right now over the next few months is a different engagement for me energetically with those around me more bigger groups, more um, dialogue, not so much uh, focused on the classwork that's in that program, but like conversations and redefinitions, everything we're talking about in this video, right? That, more of that happening. And I need space in my schedule for that. I need the motivation <laughs> to go do that because it's way easier. I even talked about that in one of my reels about this program. It's way easier to lean back into what's comfortable. I go, oh, I'll let the world, <laughs> I'll let the world handle that shift. I'm just going to stay here in my little happy place. <laughs> the world can figure that out. <laughs> and what I believe is necessary right now are strong, clear, beautiful, heart-based leaders who say, I'm going to talk with us, this group, this collaborative. We're going to talk together. We're going to start these conversations. We're going to redefine as we move into the age of Aquarius through really beautiful dialogue and play together, right? More play. And that requires some space for that to happen. So... It was so beautiful this morning. I was talking to my friend Sarah, and I shared that little nugget with her, and she was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad you said that because I'm hearing that from other people. There's a plan. They think they've got the plan, and the plan isn't happening. And why? You know, when we play in energy fields as our work and it doesn't uh, manifest in the way we think, we're like, I'm a shitty manifester then. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with me. Why didn't I manifest the thing I wanted to manifest when I was so in alignment? Sometimes the manifesting is you got to pause. You think that's the plan. But if you pause right now, 
We're going to do all this stuff that's going to expand the energy, that's going to realign and collaborate in different ways. And so when you go forward again, it's from this much wider context, this much wider capacity. This is everything I've been looking at over the summer put into practice right now. And when we expand the context, this is COVID, right? Quarantining. The whole pandemic where everyone just stopped, stayed home. Everything got shuffled around. So many of my clients were like, I was on track to do this huge thing. And then I got stuck at home and now the thing's canceled and what am I doing? And I've talked about this in the podcast before. It's, it's like a, a rubber band is pulled back and we think we're going backwards. We're, we're actually not in alignment anymore. What's happening here? But it's like the tension is being expanded upon so that when it releases us, we're rocket shipping, propelling forward with more momentum, more focus, more energy around us to get us to where we want to be. And now where we want to be is different because it got redefined in that pause. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> it's so exciting. I mean, when you tap into that, it's like, yeah, pause. Let's pause. Let's pause. <laughs> Should we pause? Why don't we all pause together? And of course, Mercury goes retrograde. So we can blame it on Mercury retrograde. That's why we're pausing. Maybe we're pausing because the energetics have shifted. And something beautiful is birthing. But it's going to be messy in the process because we're having to redefine and feel things we maybe don't want to feel and have conversations that are a little uncomfortable. And yeah. Yeah. And then we're going to birth something beautiful. Or it's already being birthed through us. And we just don't know yet. We can't see it yet. So when I was laying in the pool yesterday, in all of this... <laughs> I literally was like, do I get up and try to write all this down or do I just lay here? And I just kept hearing, just lay here. It's all in you. You don't need to write it all down yet. And like more ideas would come through. I'm like, oh my God, that's so good. <sighs> just lay here. And, just, just, and so when I came inside, I sat and wrote two pages in my journal of like all the things that I was becoming aware of and the ways that I can be of service in a new way that perhaps I wouldn't have allowed or made space for if that program had launched yesterday because I would have just gotten in my lane and started doing my thing. And so we're going to expand for the next few months. And when the program does begin, the beginning of next year, I don't, I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't, I don't know. I know the foundation of it is good. So, yeah. Um, my suggestion, if you don't follow me yet on Instagram, is to go over to Instagram and check it out because I shared in the reels about the program and it's really beautiful creations. And then that's where I'm going to be sharing, um, besides this weekly podcast, that's where I'll be sharing the creations, the ideas, the ways that we're going to be connecting more and more. So stay tuned for that. Um, a little tidbit, I'm going to start hosting a virtual new moon ceremony, uh, manifesting magical hour on the actual new moon for people who don't live here locally. Well, if they want to live locally and call in, they can, but it's not going to be an in-person live at my house event. It's going to be for those people who want to play in some magic and can't get to Cincinnati. So I'm going to work on that this weekend and I'll post about that on Instagram and I'll probably share more next week. Um, Sunday is 9-11. 2022 
Um, it is also our monthly being with Viv call on Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern. So the last time this call was on 9-11, I think it's been four or five years. Um, it was on a Sunday and it was 9-11 and it was the most beautiful call. It was all about love, you know, truly honoring the lives of those who, the souls who chose to come here and have the human experience and then all transition on the same date, 9-11, and in the way that they had that happen to them. And so it was a beautiful call, um, just so much about love and service. And I'm curious to see what energy will flow through on 9-11 this year. I'm sure the message will also be about love, but with this energetic frequency shift, you know, I'm not sure. So it's an hour, it's $11 if you haven't played with me before in energy space. It's such an easy, fun way to do it. You just call in or listen on the web and everyone's on mute. And I close my eyes. I've already meditated in the morning and I start talking. And for an hour, it's just just source, <laughs> like playing and moving and giving me the words and I'm seeing images and transcribing them for you and guiding a process of moving energy like through your body and connecting you to the earth and connecting you to source and seeing what's actually happening and being felt in the body and then collectively like what, what's in resonance with us and what do we need to separate from and how do we expand the heart space and the love and the ability to trust ourselves. It's just beautiful <laughs> for an hour, and it's recorded, so you might fall asleep and literally sleep through the whole hour and wake up, and it's like the best acupuncture nap you've ever had or massage nap, <laughs> and then you've got the recording. You go back and listen again if you want, or you might hear every single word, and you're hearing in ways that your soul wants you to hear differently, and so you'll have a beautiful journey, these amazing size of delight <laughs> that's what happens in being with Viv on Sunday once a month <laughs> so it's going to be this Sunday 10 o'clock I'll put the link in the description below and yeah thank you for being here in this shift of consciousness with me and doing this thing together if you have comments I love hearing from you and knowing how this resonates or what it brings up um, if you love what you're hearing, share it with a friend. Let's keep expanding the dialogue, the conversation. Maybe my voice can say things that you sort of would love to say to people but don't quite know how yet. <laughs> so send over a little audio from Viv. <laughs> then you can go, she's crazy. She's talking about reptiles. What? <laughs> but a seed has been planted. <laughs> uh, I'm just sending you so much love. Have a beautiful, beautiful weekend. Maybe I'll see you on Sunday or hear from you on Sunday. If not, I will see you next week. Thank you for tuning into this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me in Awakening the Guides, an eight-week online self-guided journey of remembering why you chose to come play here in Gaia. You can learn more at viviangerard.com under I Am Creativity. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.